This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Welcome to it. Welcome to it! You know, for a couple of years, uh, I've been saying that the uh, S is going to hit the fan. Uh, today, the S has not only hit the fan, I think the person who was dumping the S hit the fan as well. So there's all sorts of stuff all over the wall. I'll get to it in a in a in due time. We've got a, a bunch of different ways, myriad ways that the, the U.S. government has uh, played you. For the last couple of years, particularly the last, uh, what, uh, nearly two years that Joe Biden has been uh, the president of the United States. And uh, when I give you all the details on it, I think you're going to be um, maybe not surprised, but uh, you're going to get coverage of it like you've never gotten from anyone else. I, I did some digging this morning. I was up early in the studio. And as always, I usually do about uh, 10 hours of show prep for, uh, for a three-hour show. And uh, so um, I, I decided I'd go back to March of uh, 2020 when I was selling cars for a living and, uh, you know, doing podcasting on the side. And I had mentioned to you a piece by an MIT professor at the very beginning of the pandemic that said this would be the biggest, um, the biggest uh, fraud perpetrated on mankind in the history of mankind. And that is all uh, appearing to come true. And I've got some of the audio from those days that I'm going to share with you with my thoughts at the beginning of it, when people were freaking out, when people were walking up to me at grocery stores, and a woman came up to me and she goes, you just coughed. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I've got a little acid reflux. Oh, you sure? I'm like, you know what, none of your business, Uh, buzz off. And, and uh, people in the grocery line one time, there's a, uh, this uh, couple, they were standing there, and this one guy was there, and, uh, and I was uh, like, like five feet away from him instead of six feet, and he said, you're invading my space, you're not in a safe distance. So I stepped back to six feet, and I said, there, you're safe, and then I stepped forward about a half a foot, and I said, oh, now you're dead, and then I backed up and said, oh, I'm safe, and he got really mad, but he didn't say anything because I'm bigger. Uh, so anyway, there, there's that. Uh, we also found out, uh, and I'm, again, not a surprise to you and me because uh, we've known this all along because we've been censored. 
in a million different ways. That's a really good thing about the last few years that uh, uh, has happened to us. Uh, you know, for instance, when schools were shut down, it, it meant that uh, parents were able to find out the crap that their kids were being taught in school. That's a really cool thing, and that's uh, you know that's coming down hard on the left in this country with regard to uh, all this nonsense uh, transgenderism and all this nonsense sexualizing our children and all this nonsense uh, with regard to CRT. So there's that. But also, you've been not able to share your opinions in public in a myriad of ways. And I have said, and I came up with this couple of expressions uh, throughout the last couple of years. One of them is, don't catch the stupid. And the reason why I said don't catch the stupid is because there was so much stupidity involved in the COVID pandemic that didn't add up. And I started to see it in March of 2020 that I said, the only thing you uh, you know you're gonna that's gonna get through uh, you know uh, pan, you know the mask or whatever would be the stupid. You you're, if you catch the stupid, then you're gonna start doing stupid crap, like staying six feet from people, uh, you know, wearing a cloth mask. Which I have said, wearing a cloth mask to prevent the deadliest pandemic in the history of mankind is about as effective as wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. So then there's that, and then another expression that I came up with was that if the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party tells you that what you believe is disinformation, they know that you know the truth. They're shutting down the truth. And they did. And they did, and they did, and they did. And they shut down truth about everything. You could not have an opinion about COVID. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, said, hey, man, they are trying this stuff called hydroxychloroquine. They've been using this. They have prescribed it a half a billion times around the world. When In March of 2020, I said hydroxychloroquine. Uh, it's being used in Australia, and it was being used effectively. Said it almost wiped out the virus. Suddenly, you couldn't talk about hydroxychloroquine. In Uttar Pradesh, one of the, the largest province in India, they had a massive COVID outbreak. They brought it down to zero when they started giving people what's called prophylaxis, pro prophylaxis, which is stuff you're given to help stave off the virus other than the vaccine. One of the things was hydroxychloroquine. Deaths and cases dropped to nearly zero. Sweden, they never shut down the country. Never had the issues that the rest of the world did. Florida didn't shut down the state. South Dakota didn't shut down the state. They lied to you about everything. They lied to you about Russia collusion. That was a, that was a lie. The FBI was in on it. The FBI. James Comey, his cronies, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, they all had a plan to keep Donald Trump from being elected. That was the Russia collusion hoax. That's what it was all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. And so we were told by people like Ray Maddow, who's no longer in MSNBC, only part-time, and a host of other CNN and MSNBC hosts that are fired or gone, that it was Russia collusion. They did it for two years, and then we find out the FBI... Lied. They lied to a FISA court. We know that Hillary Clinton with the DNC paid for the Steele dossier, which was lurid. And it uh, said that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. I said the day that I heard Russia colluding with Donald Trump to win the election made no sense because Donald Trump 
is a hawk on defense, is a hawk on trade, is an America first person. Hillary Clinton had already been compromised. Compromat is like to call it in Russia. She had signed off while she was Secretary of State on 25% of the uranium mining rights in America to a company called Uranium One, which is partially owned by Russia. And oddly enough, after that happened, Hillary Clinton's uh, faux foundation got $150 million from Russian oligarchs. And then when she didn't win the election, her charity folded and all the good work that it was doing. Or maybe it was just a giant money laundering scam because Hillary Clinton wants to be a billionaire and she's not smart enough to create anything or bring it into, you know, bring it to a market because she's an oligarch. She looks at Russia as the template. She's an oligarch. Donald Trump's the opposite of oligarch. He's a businessman. He got a million dollar loan from his dad, parlayed it into billions. And then, of course, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden was so crack-addled and so drunk all the time that he left a laptop in a in a computer repair store in uh, in Delaware. And the guy reached out from the computer store, couldn't get anybody, finally said, you know what, I'm going to turn this over to the FBI. I'm also going to make a copy for Rudy Giuliani. And the FBI said, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll look right into this. Yes, sir. And somebody at the FBI said, oh, my God. We've got to get in touch with Facebook. We've got to get in touch with social media. We've got to immediately declare this disinformation. That's what we'll call it. I remember when I was in college and I was sitting around mentally masturbating with, uh, you know, leftists about, uh, you know, uh, uh, different uh, theories with regard to government governance. And I always said that, uh, you know, Marxism and socialism and communism has never been used properly because it's the most perfect form of government. Forget the fact that it left 100 million people dead in its wake last century. It's still awesome. And so I heard this word that uh, Joseph Stalin used. It was called, what was it? Oh, disinformatia. In 1923. And he created a government bureau of disinformation, which they tried to do to us this year. And they tried to sneak it in, and it came out during a hearing with the HHS secretary. They were going to try the same thing on us. Hunter Biden's laptop's real. Hunter Biden's laptop has been seen by hundreds of millions of people. It details the Biden crime family. But that person in the FBI said, let's call it disinformation. And let's get in touch with Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. And let's tell him that there's a whole avalanche of disinformation that's coming. So we would certainly recommend that you shut it down. And Zuckerberg, I don't know exactly what he knew, but he said, oh, disinformation, we'll make sure to watch out for disinformation, and we'll make sure to ban disinformation. And if the FBI says it's disinformation, then by God in heaven, it's going to be disinformation, and we are going to ban it, and we are going to kill the reach of these people, and we're going to do it like so many other things. And he did. And yesterday, on Joe Rogan's podcast, Mark Zuckerberg came out and said the quiet part out loud, that he worked with the FBI, and the FBI effectively, working with Facebook, shut down discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop 
10 days before the election of 2020. And the FBI knew this would have an impact on the outcome of the election. But it wasn't the only way this election was screwed up. Don't get me wrong. I still believe it was stolen. There was a massive effort nationwide, including Mark Zuckerberg, including state legislatures passing laws to change the way the vote is counted. And five states stopped counting the votes on the same night the same time on election night, and Donald Trump was kicking butt, and the next morning we wake up, and the vote tallies had changed almost 100% in favor of Joe Biden. And Joe Biden was declared the winner, and thousands of people came forward, and they all said, hey, man, I saw election fraud. And then people were shut out. People who were there to check, you know, to watch the vote count, they were shut out because they were conservative. And I could go on and on and on. Nursing homes in, uh, in Wisconsin, 93 nursing homes, 100% vote turnout by people who can't even feed themselves if they're even conscience. But they all voted for Joe Biden. And you know what? I called that crap, too. But now we know, and I'm going to share with you the audio from Joe Rogan talking with Mark Zuckerberg where he gave it all up and the FBI was involved. And if you don't think the FBI has been a political tool, if not the last decade, I venture to say it's always been used by the people in power to be used against their political enemies. I'm not talking about your run-of-the-mill agents across the country investigating real crimes. I'm talking about the corpse is just rotting above the head. So all of this is coming up, and I think you're going to be blown away. I would encourage you to share it with others. I would encourage you to listen as long as you can, if not to the entire show. Cash Patel, one of the people who has been a victim of the deep state, will join us on the show, and here's the number. 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. My friends, this is a glorious Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Oh, it's been a busy week, hasn't it? So, uh, Mark Zuckerberg confided, not confided really, just told <laughs> Joe Rogan that the FBI was involved in uh, censoring uh, any information about um, Hunter Biden's laptop. And, and it's funny because uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was in the possession of the FBI since 2019. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, furious Republicans are demanding that Mark Zuckerberg testify before Congress. 
after his astonishing admission that Facebook willfully censored Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop revelations for 10 days to the run-up to the election. Let's hear the uh, the audio. Yesterday from uh, Joe Rogan, I don't think he had to get high with uh, Mark Zuckerberg like uh, he did with Elon Musk because uh, then Mark Zuckerberg would get really weird. But here it is. How do you guys handle things when they're uh, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Post. Yeah, we Post. Had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well. So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI. I think basically came to us. Oh well, there you go. The FBI came to you. It's kind of funny because the FBI in March said they didn't even know of the Hunter Biden laptop. This is weird. Some some folks on our team, I was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump. They knew that the dossier was false. They knew that the collusion thing was false. They're using the word Russian disinformation. It's a uh, it's a term being used. It was reinvented, dug up by Democrats, by Joe Biden and others. Of, uh, and I'm saying most probably by, uh, I don't know, Barack Obama. Of, um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So mm-hmm. our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. No, 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 no. What they did, well, I'll let him, let him explain. Then I'll explain to you what he means. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And <laughs> for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false, um, Oh, no, the FBI had already determined it was false, and then they act like they never saw the uh, laptop at all. The distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased... In- it, it got shared. That's called censoring, and I'll explain. It, How does that work? It Basically, the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So A little bit less. Zero. Now, I'm going to say right now that uh, the day after the election, you may have heard this story, the day after the election, my Facebook page, which was finally really blossoming, reaching hundreds of thousands of people, before I could do one post on Facebook the day after the election, my Facebook page disappeared. As we approach the election now, I noticed... Uh, you know, when uh, when uh, Twitter was about to be bought by Elon Musk, all of a sudden uh, Facebook started to allow me to uh, post some political things on my page. And my my uh, reach reached into 70,000, 80,000. And then about a month ago, it started to decline massively to the point of almost nothing. Not because I wasn't uh, posting things that people wanted to read about because I'm really good at that. I've been doing that a long time. But because they were afraid, I was beginning to be a conservative influencer. Fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely... By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's, it's, it's meaningful. But I mean, but basically a... Um... So they didn't do the censorship. They just censored the people who tried to share it. A lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of... But nobody saw it. Complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a... 
hyper-political issues. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as... Don't try moral relativism because you've only done it to one side. And this is all going to come out in court, by the way. Black and white about it is, is Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this... <laughs> Fantastic! Oh my God, this was yesterday. It's country. It's like very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something. Then I want to take that seriously. Did they? Wow! 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 Let's hear that again because that's it right there. The heavies at the FBI said disinformation's out there. Oh, and yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop is disinformation. For censored it way too much, but right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought. Hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a like very professional law enforcement, they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about wow. something, then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I, no, I, I don't remember if it was that specific. I don't really remember. I remember it. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Wow, just wow, just wow. So the Stasi goes out to the media, tells the media you can't carry a story. I think we've done this before. I think this has been done. We have Pravda in the United States. We have the First Amendment, but our media and, and the big social media chose to go the way of Russia. Unbelievable. Such much more to come. Don't go anywhere. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. The distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, and it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It Basically, the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. A little bit less. No, no, no. No, they took it down. They took down Hunter Biden's uh, laptop story because the FBI contacted uh, uh, Facebook and said, yeah, you know, uh, we're about uh, 10 days out from the election and this is a blockbuster uh, piece of Russian disinformation. So you certainly want to take down that disinformation. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely. By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head. But Pretty it, much everybody. Let me explain something here. Um, in October, in fact, I think it was October 31st of 2018, I was the part of a, a network of Facebook pages, and it was the infancy of being able to broadcast from your desktop on Facebook. And so I, had, uh, I was doing videos. I was doing my show. I was doing a video podcast, look good, green screen, the whole deal, and it was rocking and rolling. And I had hundreds of thousands of people following me, and I was a part of this network of uh, 29 Facebook pages with 19 million followers, and it was run by this uh, guy named Terry Littlepage who spent, you know, $300,000, $400,000 of his own money to build his own network, and he boosted his posts on Facebook, and he paid Mark Zuckerberg $400,000 to do all this, and then on October the 31st, all of his pages disappeared, along with about 817 other pages on Facebook, most of them conservative. My network... They used to have this thing where you broadcast and you see emojis come across the stream when people gave you a thumbs up and they fly across. It was a blizzard. You couldn't even see my face one day because so many people were listening and liking and thumbing up and going, yeah, this is great. And then Facebook took it away and they never gave my friend Terry any money back. 
Never gave him a damned dime. Never offered an explanation. Just took him down. So for Mark Zuckerberg to ask, oh, my God, the SBI came in. And I, you know, they didn't really say anything. Come on, man. We're not that stupid. We are not so stupid. Dear God, Jen Psaki said that they were working with Facebook to edit posts earlier this year. It is painfully obvious that the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party have been working to censor conservative speech to quell not only dissenting opinion, but it appears also to attempt to throw at least two elections. It's, it's, it's meaningful. But I mean, but basically, a, um, a lot of people are still able to share it. We got- What's the difference between having, a, I don't know, a million followers on Facebook who can read your posts or all of your reach being driven into the toilet so you don't reach anybody, but the only way that you can share your posts is individually with a few people. You can't do it with just a post. Nobody's going to see it. So you can just email it to a few people. And you can't really mass email all of your followers. There's really not a way to do that on Facebook. You can't send it to all your followers conveniently. So effectively, they killed your speech. This is uh, Harmeet Dillon. She's awesome. I've been with her on uh, Newsmax a few times. She is a, a lawyer, an attorney. She's worked with Donald Trump. Here's what she has to say about the FBI, their actions in this case, and what needs to happen to the agency. And I don't know how the government can deny this. So to be clear, the timeline is that just three weeks before the 2020 election is when the FBI reached out to Twitter Uh, Facebook, as well as maybe other companies, and said, hey, you know, we heard about this Russian disinformation. You might want to suppress this information on your website. And by the way, when the FBI reaches out to you, taps you on the shoulder and asks... Everything that the government has called disinformation in the last five years is now immediately suspect and most probably just censorship. ...you to do something? That isn't a suggestion. They have subpoenas... They have guns, and they also are from a government that regulates you. And so this is shocking, and it, it demands an investigation, uh, but it just adds up to the pile of evidence that I've been saying points to a major reorganization or disbanding of the FBI is needed at this point. I don't trust anything that they say. And again, listen to her. Here she's saying, and this is the same FBI that went after and have gone after uh, countless uh, Trump officials, uh, January 6th protesters who were let into the building, let into the building. Now they're sitting in solitary confinement for 18 months without uh, access to legal counsel, without a trial date, without access to clergy, uh, sometimes without access to clean water. Do you see where I'm going here? Filthy, rotten, wretched, miserable SOBs. Here is Harmeet Dillon again. When the FBI comes to calling, you better listen, and you better do what they say, even when it's wink, wink. Just didn't tell, you know, just kind of uh, uh, just mentioning something you ought to be on the lookout for. Spoke as well as maybe other companies and said, hey, you know, we heard about this Russian disinformation. You might want to suppress this information on your website. And by the way, when the FBI reaches out to you, taps you on the shoulder and asks you to do something, that isn't a suggestion. They have subpoenas. They have guns. And they also are from a government that regulates you. And so- this is the same FBI that just raided Mar-a-Lago in an unprecedented show. And they worked with the Biden White House. And Joe Biden waived Donald Trump's executive privilege 
to give the FBI the ability to use its jackbooted thugs to go after the man they've been trying to destroy for years. And now we know that the FBI was so in the camp of Joe Biden becoming the president and Donald Trump being defeated that they shut down all discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop, which has been verified. I swear to God, you couldn't have even dreamed this up, could you? I remember seeing the movie, uh, the movie, <clears throat> what the hell was it? I always forget the damn movie. It's Gene Hackman and uh, Will Smith, uh, uh, Enemy of the State. And I thought, man, how could these guys do this? How could somebody pursue someone on false charges and destroy their life, even send them to prison? I mean, you got to have a hole in your soul. And then I realized that movie was uh, a G-rated uh, uh, movie, uh, you know, starring the, the Wiggles compared to what the federal government is capable of and what the FBI has been doing to us conservatives. Oh, I might mention also the AG uh, worked with the uh, Secretary of Education and the Biden White House to go after parents who disagree with CRT in schools. We've got the memos. We saw it. It's true. And now a musical interlude. This is from our friend Jim Gossett. <clears throat> Here we go. The FBI's protected Joe Biden's crooked son. Right to the corner. They even told Mark Zuckerberg what story not to run. Honor ought to be in prison. That's what I'd like to see. Lock up Hunter Biden and throw away the key. Disinformatio. Ukraine paid him millions for work he didn't do. They were bribing Hunter, and China did it too. But somehow he's not in prison. No one can tell you why. FBI knew it all, baby. Made it disappear. Except the Bidens are protected by the FBI. And they're the political class. Won't look at Hunter's laptop. Won't even crack the lid. What laptop? Chris Ray doesn't want to know the crime that Hunter did. They should send him off to prison. That's where he ought to be. With his dad, the big guy, and Crooked Hillary. I want to see these bastards go to jail. Oh, yeah. I will see prison time. You bet your butt I want to see some prison time. Big time. This is uh, Matt Gates. He talked uh, back in March to a guy named Brian uh, Vordran. Now, Brian Vordran is the uh, chief of cybersecurity of the FBI. The FBI. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. The FBI. What does the B stand for? Well, I think we have an idea, and we certainly know what the F stands for now. Here is uh, Matt Gates talking to Brian Vordran. Uh, he knew that the FBI had the uh, laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop. It's been confirmed they had it in 2019 and here is uh, matt gates talking to brian Vordran. did i mention that he's the fbi cybersecurity chief which involves are you ready computers and the interweb is it, it's not called that anymore okay anyway, here it is listen to this because uh, brian Vordran, even though they had copies of the hard drive he's like copy what what is this copy thing this hard what is this where is it the laptop Sir, I'm not here to talk about the laptop. I'm here to talk about the FBI cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Oh, I'm sorry. He's the ass director. 
Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. I mean, Hunter Biden's password on his laptop was Hunter02. Fortunately, they had the FBI to try to crack that uh, crack. I shouldn't have used that. <clears throat> Get into that hard drive. He drops it off at a repair store. I'm holding the receipt from Max Computer Repair, where in December 2019, <laughs> they turned over this laptop to the FBI. And what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI Cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir. That's an accurate statement. Wow. You know, I mean, this is uh, this is why I use the uh, the expression because I'm not stupid. Because after a while, you, you stop trying to defend reason and common sense when you're dealing with rabid corruption, extreme leftist stupidity and censorship. There's a point you just have to say, you know, why, why do you believe that the election was stolen? It wasn't that. You know what? The, the, the election theft story, that's, um, that's disinformation, man. Yeah, that's, that's total disinformation. It's a big lie. It's a big lie. And I say, you know, the reason why is because I've done my research and I'm not stupid. Here's some more of uh, Matt Gates and Brian Vordrand, the the, uh, ass director of cybersecurity at uh, the FBI. Has anyone at FBI Cyber been asked to make assessments whether or not the laptop creates a point of vulnerability? Sir, we have multiple lines of investigative responsibility in the FBI. Uh, Here he starts going to use a, he's going to use the bureaucratic uh, gobbledygook to try to distract from the question. Uh, This is really, really uh, common usage in Washington, D.C. See Christopher Ray's testimony two weeks ago. Yeah, they're all available in public source. Well, I would think you'd know this one. I mean, I would think that if the president's son who does international business deals, yeah. referencing the now president uh, with the Chinese, with Ukrainians. Yeah. I mean, have you assessed whether or not the Hunter Biden laptop gives Russia the ability to harm our country? Sir, again, we can do this back and forth for the next couple of minutes. I don't have any information about the Hunter Biden laptop. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, I want to see some people in uh, orange jumpsuits on the side of the highway picking up trash. <sighs> Mark Zuckerberg sparked debate with his bomb- bombshell revelation that Facebook deliberately used an algorithm to suppress stories about Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020 after an intervention by the FBI. That's what I just said. Republican politicians and voters have accused the FBI and Facebook of censorship, adding further questions about the impartiality of spy boss Chris Ray who ordered the raid on Mar-a-Lago this month. Republican uh, Representative Andrew Clyde of Georgia said this just isn't, uh, isn't just insane, it's election interference. The Oversight Committee must immediately invite Mark Zuckerberg to testify under oath about the FBI's attempts to circumvent the First Amendment. Oh, no, they didn't circumvent it. They bent it over and they, you know. The uh, American people deserve answers. Zuckerberg said Facebook enacted a policy of decreased distribution to deliberately push down the story on people's news feeds to limits to limit its reach while Twitter went even further and banned the story from its platform like good little soldiers of the Reich. I mean the uh, the uh, FBI. I've got some more uh, audio from Matt Gates and Brian Vordran. I've got some more revelations that are... Uh, I'm going to make your head explode, but uh, I'll try and get you through it as we educate you and we learn. And, well, you already know. But anyway, that's coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You know, yesterday I was a little, uh, you know, angry. Sometimes you get angry, frustrated with all the abuses and usurpations that the uh, government is uh, subjecting us to, including this uh, student loan forgiveness debacle. Forty-three million people given $10,000 checks in time for the election. That's what it's all about, kids. It's all about. That's why they said $125,000 or less for an individual, $250,000 or less for the uh, a couple, and uh, that is most of us. So that's what it was. It's an attempt to pay you off because Joe Biden is a filthy, rotten, scum-sucking bureaucrat who's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. Only slightly fewer years than Anthony Fauci, who's been there since 1978. Three weeks before the election, the New York Post uh, revealed the sordid contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, showing compromising photos of the then-presidential candidate's son and his questionable business dealings implicating his dad. The huge cache of files, emails, and photos was seen by many as a smoking gun that could have turned the tide on the election. But social media bosses at Facebook and Twitter minimized the story for unfounded fears it could be Russian disinformation. Now Zuckerberg has openly admitted yesterday on uh, Joe Rogan's show how he tried to limit the electorate from accessing the stories and a terrifying insight into how easily democracy could be undermined by tech firms and the FBI. John Paul Mack, Isaac, first acquired the laptop in 2019 when Hunter, stoned out of his mind, high on crack, probably riding the prostitute, dropped it off at his computer store and never returned to get it. He then turned it over to the FBI because it was the, uh, you know, uh, presidential candidate's son, after all. And eight months later, Mac gave a copy of, uh, of its hard drive to Trump's uh, lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, since the FBI hadn't gotten back to him. said, I'll just give it to Rudy. Maybe Rudy will do something with it. Giuliani then reportedly leaked documents and photos uh, to the New York Post and also gave a whole copy of the drive to Trump advisor Steve Bannon and his podcast co-host Jack Maxey. By October 14th, three weeks before the election, the New York Post published its first story on the scandal about an alleged meeting with Joe Biden and a Ukrainian businessman found in Hunter's emails. Further articles emerged that Biden's relationship with China, exposing Hunter's uh, drug and sex life. Mainstream news media outlets questioned the story and its source, with many speculating it was part of a misinformation or disinformation campaign by Putin. (laughs) <laughs> to, elect, to influence the election. I already told you, there was no reason. Putin didn't want Donald Trump in the White House. Donald Trump kicked his arse. But the New York Post had seen evidence of a, uh, of a FBI subpoena to seize the computer and hard drive dated back to December of 2019. By March of 2021, the Daily Mail had uh, authenticated the laptop and its contents, something the mainstream news media, such as the New York Times, didn't do for another 12 months. When asked about uh, what percentage the Facebook boss said as far as uh, limitation, he says, not off the top of my head, but it was meaningful. 
Oh, yeah, and then at the same time, uh, a story broke that more than 50 former senior intelligence officials signed a letter claiming that the laptop story had all the classic earmarks of Russian disinformation. Our federal government is rotten, maggot-infested to the core. Here's a little more from Matt Gates and Brian Vordran, the ass uh, uh, secretary of, or the, uh, you know, uh, of, of, of cybersecurity at the uh, at the FBI. I mean, you're the assistant director of. Had no idea where the laptop was. FBI cyber. I might buy the block and line chart. No, sir, I should not. Who should who should we put in that chair to ask questions about this laptop that FBI has had for three years? Sir, I'm not I'm I'm not in a position to. Make a recommendation who should say. So you don't have it. You don't know who has it. You don't know where it is. You're the assistant director. You know, earlier you talked about whether or not you were the Grant Hill or the Christian Leitner. It sounds like you're the Chris Weber trying to call a timeout when you don't have one. So I mean, who is it? Do you even know who has it? Do you know who we should put in that chair to ask these questions to? No, sir. I don't know who has it. Okay. I've got more on this coming up. Let's take a break. Don't go anywhere. This is the Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is a uh, Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, finally Friday. And uh, Cash Patel is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He is, uh, you know Cash Patel. He does a, a show called Fight with Cash. Cash's Corner, uh, former chief of staff, the uh, Department of Defense, worked with several uh, uh, administrations, including Donald Trump's, and uh, he's also been on the receiving end of the FBI. And I think we can, without a doubt, say at this point that the use of the word disinformation comes from our federal government, trickled down to our mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party, and has been used to threaten media and big social media with regard to stories about different narratives, whether they be COVID. If you disagree with the government narrative on COVID, it's disinformation. If you disagreed with the Russian laptop store or the Hunter Biden laptop, disinformation. The FBI, now we know from Mark Zuckerberg, the FBI went to Mark Zuckerberg and said, you might want to be on the way and look out for some... Disinformation, you know, disinformation, a lot of Russian disinformation out there, you know? And if you allowed Russian disinformation to happen, that would be probably a bad thing for Facebook. I mean, I added that, but, you know, that's how they uh, operate. That's what Harmeet Dillon told. She said, yeah, when, when the FBI calls you, you better do what they say, even if they, uh, you know, intimate about it. You know, you know, something can happen, you never know. So, well, you know, you probably want to listen to the FBI because, you know, just ask all the people in uh, the Trump administration who literally uh, have been arrested for misdemeanors. Uh, lying to Congress. Misdemeanors. Roger Stone. Misdemeanors. Unbelievable. <sighs> 
Facebook acknowledged in internal documents it was under-enforcing on confirmed abuse activity that saw... Oh, I got the wrong here, though. Mark Zuckerberg personally agreed to request... Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, I, I got lost here in this article. I got, I got so much stuff underlined right now. So we know that Mark Zuckerberg uh, got some notes from the FBI about the uh, runner, the uh, Hunter Biden um, laptop, and uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg limited the reach of those who were sharing information about the Hunter Biden laptop story 10 days out from the 2020 election. So that's election interference by the FBI. That's, that's going to be something that has to, I mean, it has to blow up the agency. We, we, we're in a, uh, a crisis right now in our country that we've never seen in our lifetimes. Of abject corruption the, in, in all branches of government including our HHS and our DHS. Our DHS came up with a disinformation board. And the outcry was so loud that they had to take it down. They tried it. They tried what Russia did. I told you this, guys. I told you. They were doing... They were going after the American people with regard to the First, the Second, and the Fourth Amendment, okay? You see, they tried all, Russia did all of these things uh, to, to become the Soviet Union, did all of the things they've been talking about with weaponizing information, saying these things are disinformation, shutting people down, shutting down free speech. But Russia didn't have a First, Second, and Fourth Amendment. So what is federal law enforcement going after? Well, they certainly went after freedom of speech with Mark Zuckerberg shutting down stories about Hunter Biden's laptop, which they labeled disinformation, even though they knew it was true. They said that uh, Russia collusion was a real thing. They even spent $35 million in investigation of, of Donald Trump and Russian uh, uh, you know, collusion. It showed nothing. And then they, they said that Donald Trump was trying to uh, obstruct justice by saying it was all bullcrap. And now we know that they were wrong. Donald Trump was 100% right. And then the FBI marched on and marched on and marched on. They used a, a fake dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC to go after Donald Trump to go to a FISA court and lie to get surveillance, electronic and otherwise, on the Trump campaign, transition team, and administration. Followed it right through. And then... Congress impeached Trump twice. It failed because it was based on a lie. The FBI infiltrated the crowd on the January 6th insurrection. And the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. And I've got some on that here coming up. Uh, it, it is an unprecedented act. We have not seen in our history. And it can never be repeated. And those who perpetrated it on the American people need to go to jail. We need to make examples of them. We need to put members of the FBI on the FBI's most wanted list. Let's go to James in Albuquerque. Lovely this time of year. James, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind, my friend? Are you there, James? All right, let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. Hello, oh, James is there. James, right, can you hear me? I can hear you, James. What's up, man? Oh, okay, thanks. We're getting a lot of rain, by the way. Oh, good, good. You, you always could use that hey, there. 
Thanks for taking my call. I got a couple of things on the FBI. Well, real quick on the FBI and then uh, the documents. But anyway, the difference between Trump and Biden is Trump got his house broken into and Biden is not housebroken. So (laughs) with that being said, you know, hey, Rob, look, the FBI, they need to change that law where they can go around lying to everybody. Okay, but when it's an average person to lie to them you go to jail. So that that law needs to be changed if the Republicans get in in the House and possibly the Senate, but I don't think it's going to happen. But that is something needs to be changed in this country for the Nazi FBI. And and also that goes for the politicians when they lie to us about like what they did with Russia, 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 and all that. Mm -hmm. And that goes for the uh, IRS, and that goes for the DHS and the CDC. It's rotten to the core. All of it is. Every agency has a gigantic uh, tumor of malfeasance. There you go. A tumor of malfeasance. Write that down. One one more thing, and then I'll I'll let you go. It's not a tumor. Yeah, what? These, uh, you know, do we really believe that anything is secret, top secret, or classified in this country anymore? I don't. I live in Realville. You know, you got you got driving Miss Daisy uh, 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 Feinstein over there with uh, she had a driver that was a spy from China for years. Yeah. You got uh, the farter Swalwell over there sleeping with a Chinese. Yeah. So nothing in this planet is top secret anymore. Even our government. Yeah. They know our secrets, and we know their secrets. So nothing is classified, top secret. I mean, it's unbelievable that. It well, James, James, that. classified and top secret only make a difference when it involves Republicans in possession of it. Yeah, Hillary exactly. Clinton had all the classified, all the top secret on her private server. She insisted all of her staffers destroy all of their hard drives, their cell phones, uh, bleep bleach pit their hard drives dropped 36,000 emails we were told to say that Hillary Clinton said oh yeah all those emails on my private server that were actually breached by Russia and others uh, they were about yoga and uh, and my daughter's wedding and I said to I literally told Tom Fetton I said Tom what you need to do is you ever get Hillary Clinton in uh, court, you say, you say all of those uh, emails were about uh, yoga and uh, and your daughter's wedding. Do you expect this court to believe you do yoga? End of story. There you go. Case closed. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> sure she even had information of her uh, her beloved husband, uh, Bill Clinton, over in Zorro Ranch. They don't never mention Zorro Ranch with that Epstein over here in New Mexico. Yeah, they don't mention that uh, island either, and they don't mention yeah, all of the people that he he uh, he uh, he and his uh, concubine uh, that he procured. He he got all these underage uh, women to go to an island, yeah. and Bill Clinton and flew on his jet about twenty-seven Mr. times. Our government, Mister Bill Richardson, was yeah. a, a frequent uh, flyer over there, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to see it's here, though. You know, I mean, if people out here, I'm an average person uh, we we don't believe all this crap it's just lies every day on the news and on the radio it's unbelievable well now now we know that if you heard the term disinformation it's a lie now we know it's it's a lie i, I knew it from the get-go i knew it as soon as you hear disinformation well, really, you know you know it's the government their mouth is a lie 
<laughs> exactly. All right, thanks for the call, Sean. I got to go. All right, James, I got to go. Uh, here's a little bit more from uh, 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 Matt Gates. I played Matt Gates. He uh, he had the uh, assistant director of cybersecurity, the FBI, in front of Congress in March, and uh, now we know about the uh, the FBI and how they had the laptop. They knew it was in the laptop. They knew how damaged it would be, and they shut it down. They went to Facebook and they told Facebook it's disinformation. Make sure that it doesn't get on Facebook. Twitter just said, uh, and I'm sure they probably got contacted by by the FBI. My opinion, but uh, they just took down any information about the laptop altogether. Mark Zuckerberg, all he did was shut down conservatives trying to share the story. But here's a little bit more from Matt Gates with this uh, this political tool. I mean, you're the assistant director of FBI Cyber. I might buy the block and line chart. No, sir, I should not. Who should who should we put in that chair to ask questions about this laptop that FBI has had for three years? Sir, I'm not I'm, I'm not in a position to. Make a recommendation who should say. So you don't have it. You don't know who has it. You don't know where it is. You're the assistant director. You know, earlier you talked about whether or not you were the Grant Hill or the Christian Leitner. It sounds like you're the Chris Weber trying to call a time. Everybody who uh, from the FBI who's called to testify before Congress does a uh, Shard- Sergeant Schultz from uh, from Hogan's Hero. I know nothing. I did nothing. Came out when you don't have one. So I mean, who is it? Do you even know who has it? Do you know who we should put in that chair to ask these questions to? No, sir, I don't know who has it. Well, could you find out and tell us? You're going to have to give us briefings, thanks to Mr. Liu and Mr. Massey's question, about whether or not the FBI was taking a $5 million test drive on the Pegasus system that was being used to target people in politics, people in government, people in the media, people in American life. So will you commit to give us a briefing as the assistant director of FBI Cyber as to where the laptop is, whether or not it's a point of vulnerability, whether or not the American people should wonder whether or not the first family is compromised. Sir, I'd be happy to take your request back to our office. Well, that's when Matt said, uh, I got an idea here. Let's just end the discussion. I'm going to go ahead and enter a copy of the uh, the hard drive into the congressional record so scumbags like you can't deny it exists or can't say you don't know where it is. Gentlemen, is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. After a consultation with majority staff, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee content from, files from, and copies from the Hunter Biden laptop. Without objection. Thank you. Yield back. So before you look at Mark Zuckerberg as some sort of uh, wide-eyed savant on the spectrum, uh, you might want to realize that he also... to request from Vietnam's ruling Communist Party to censor anti-government dissidents on Facebook. And he also gave uh, $420 million to Democrats in the form of Zuckerbucks to throw the last election. Sean, you hold on. Buster, you hold on. You guys are up next. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a second. And a whole lot of Democrats have electile dysfunction. That is simply not true. It's the Rob Carson Show. There is no way on planet Earth that the Department of Justice did not tell the White House Counsel's Office of this race. I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Okay. Who did you and your team talk to? That's why you've seen the political overreach for the national security investigation, because these same folks have wanted to get Trump no matter what the cost. And if they can't indict him, they will be able to now say what? You're under investigation. There you go. 
That is uh, Cash Patel. He will be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, now it's officially out of the bag. I've known this forever. If you hear the word disinformation, you know that it is coming from the government and the mainstream media picks it up and slavishly does what the government says. And so did big social media and big social media still doing it. Now, you know. When they say disinformation, it's the truth. And they're trying to hide it. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California, the home of our lovely affiliate, KSCO. Hello there, Sean. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Well, I had a discussion with a Pollyannish uh, Republican after the election. Uh-huh. And uh, what I wound up saying well, was uh, this is on that State Farm Arena uh, security video. Oh, yes, oh, yes, in Atlanta. Yeah, and uh, he, he was uh, using all the Democratic talking points, saying that this was justified. Yeah, yeah. And I finally wound up saying to him, I'm going to believe my lying eyes before I believe you. Thank you. I just use the word, uh, I'm not stupid. That's what I say. I'm not stupid. Why do you think the election was stolen? I'm not stupid. Uh, by the way, um, the uh, the cases of uh, ballots that they pulled out from under the table and ran through multiple times in favor of Joe Biden in states across the country, uh, they said that they had to stop the voting count in that facility because there was a water main break that night. And uh, guess what, Sean? There was no water main break that night. It was a lie. Well, it's, they, you know, they pulled out the uh, Republican poll watchers. And then they went back to counting, and it was all shown on the security cameras. You know, they're they're asking me not to believe my own what I see with my own eyes. I know, Sean. I know, Sean. And you know what? I think we're done with it. I think we're done with it. I think seventy five percent of the American people are done with this crap. And I and I I, I'm not. I, I want these bastards out of power. I want these bastards in jail. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm done with it. We have been abused. We are continuing to be abused. We are suffering abuses and usurpations worse than the founders even dreamed of even dreamed up to the tune of about a billion dollars in the last week of your money to go off uh, to be paid to uh, enforcement for the IRS to be used as an army against you for $400 billion in green energy payoffs to cronies. And now an attempt to buy off voters with another anywhere from 400 to $980 billion to pay off student loans. Unbelievable. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, California, the home of KSCO radio. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. What's going on. Rob, good what? job on uh, good job on Folsom Prison Blues, man. You <laughs> I'll play that again. Well. I'll play that. It's my friend. Yeah. That's that's my buddy. That's my buddy Jim Gossett. Yeah, but I heard you sing a, a couple bars, <laughs> and the last few notes you hit well, dude. You could always be a, a lead singer, man. Well, I, I was a vocal music minor. Thank you very much. Uh, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. If, I don't know if Brian gave you a heads up, but I recall the uh, first time I, I was aware that the FBI was shaky was uh, 96, 97, that Olympics episode, that stunt they pulled. Would you like to comment on that? Oh, they went after uh, Richard Jewell. I remember that. They were convinced that Richard Jewell was the bomber, man. They made his life a living hell, ultimately probably caused his untimely death. Exactly. Boy, was I, I was really upset. I never uh, got over true. that. Now this. Yeah, I know, buddy. Uh, these Smedricks end up, should be in Folsom Prison Blues, yeah. uh, singing it, you know? They I'm should be you. in there. I agree I'm with you, bro. I'm telling you, Rob. And then the other thing I wish you'd, I'd like 
for you to comment on. There's nothing I'm upset about is I don't hear much from the CIA. You know, they're supposed to be covering our back. Are they asleep at the wheel? <laughs> what is going on, Rob? Oh, I, you know, I, I don't know about the CIA. Maybe they're being hush-hush because they don't want to... They don't want to show that they are uh, uh, t- uh, taking part in this. Uh, also, they are not a ho- high-profile agency anyway. Most of the stuff they do is covert. But, you know, if it's, if it's in the DHS and the HHS and the CDC and the IRS and the FBI, don't you think the CIA is pretty crooked, too? Probably a pretty good chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was aware of the CIA. Oh, all you got to do is read that book, and it's well-documented. And All right, brother. You're not a conspiracy guy, but no, I'm not. the book is right on. It's called None Dare Call It Conspiracy. None Dare Call It Conspiracy. It'll tell you right what the CIA is. Well, it's kind of interesting because you, you know, you, they're calling it disinformation now. They took it out of Stalin's playbook. That's how sickening it is. It's, that's a, oh, and then Kathy Hochul in, uh, in New York, uh, she's going to ban guns. And what's she going to do? She's going to look at your social media posts. Listen to this. It's not how we're doing it in New York anymore. We also talked about, I mentioned, social media a number of times. I've called upon and working closely with our attorney general to identify what's going on in social media. Well, they're going to go after social media in New York. If you put something that the government didn't like, they could keep you from getting the gun. I'll tell you what, people, we got to stop this before it ruins us, before people end up going to prison, you and me, because we need to put them in prison first. Cash Patel coming up next. Don't go anywhere. FBI used to have credibility. Yeah, I kind of do too, but, uh, you know, and then all this stuff happened, you know, and then, uh, well, you know, there's actually, uh, it appears they've been crooked their entire existence, used as a uh, political weapon by those higher up in power in Washington, D.C. Censoring Hunter Biden's laptop story. Pretty interesting stuff. We found out yesterday that uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook was approached by the FBI about about Hunter Biden's laptop. Approached by the FBI about Hunter Biden's laptop uh, about 10 days before the the election. And the FBI said, hey, man, I don't think you want to be sharing any misinformation or disinformation. And by the way, this Hunter Biden laptop story is, is disinformation. So I thought you should know that. How do you guys handle things when they're uh, a big news? If you haven't heard it, this is the interview yesterday with Joe Rogan, Mark Zuckerberg, talking about this, admitting the FBI told him to shut down speech about Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. News item that's controversial. Like, there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New York Post. Yeah, we have that, too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter, um, I mean, basically, Twitter just took it down. They're like, sir, yes, sir. Can I have another? Took it right down. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. Uh, some, some fo- well, that's interesting, isn't it? Folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, 
just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that and that was all a lie made up by Hillary Clinton and actually used by the FBI. They tried to throw the election in 2016 too, and then they tried it again in 2020. Wow. Basically, there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Well, you know, the Russian disinformation. And, of course, they call the laptop Russian disinformation. A little bit more from Mark. This is a hyper-political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But, right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which... Yeah, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country. Funny. It's like very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Yeah. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I, no, I, I don't so, remember if it was that specifically, but it, it, was, it, it basically fit the pattern. Yeah, yeah. And again, here's Harmeet Dillon last night. She's been a frequent contributor to Newsmax talking about uh, the FBI and what they did. And I don't know how the government can deny this. So to be clear, the timeline is that just three weeks before the 2020 election is when the FBI reached out to Twitter, uh, Facebook, as well as maybe other companies and said, hey, you know, we heard about this Russian disinformation. You might want to suppress this information yeah. on your website. And by the way, when the FBI reaches out to you, taps yeah. you on the shoulder and asks you to do something, that isn't a suggestion. They have subpoenas wow. they have guns and they also are from a government that regulates you and so this is shocking and it it demands an investigation uh but it just adds up to the pile of evidence that i've been saying points to a major reorganization or disbanding of the fbi is needed at this point i don't trust anything that they say this is the culmination of years of the biggest scandal in the history of our country Our, our federal government is, is uh, we're not the enemy of the state. The state is our enemy. <clears throat> I'm not talking about all federal employees, by the way. I'm talking about the federal government. I'm talking about the Democrat Party. Joe Biden, while he was on vacation, remained silent on a raid that he approved. Well, it tacitly approved. He waived Donald Trump's ability as the president to use executive privilege to say that documents that he took or at least the agency that removes items from the president's home it's like a moving company but it's federal that uh, donald trump couldn't just say they're declassified like so many presidents had in the past because joe biden knew <laughs> that the fbi would use it as a cudgel to go after donald trump like they have been doing for years so uh, a headline from tyler jordan FBI leadership ordered agents not to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop. FBI leadership ordered agents not to investigate the laptop shortly before the 2020 U.S. election so that it could damage the Joe Biden's uh, chances of unseating Donald Trump. It wouldn't damage, I should say. Several whistleblowers have told Senator Ron Johnson, and, and let's hear it for the whistleblowers. Let's hear whistleblowers at the CDC. Let's hear whistleblowers at the HHS. Let's have Nuremberg-style trials for all of the crap they put us through, including the COVID lockdown and vaccine mandates. 
letter from uh, Johnson to DOJ Inspector General Michael uh, Horowitz asking for an investigation reads in part after FBI obtained the Hunter Biden laptop from Wilmington, Delaware computer shop. These whistleblowers stated the FBI leadership told employees, quote, you will not look into that Hunter Biden laptop and that the FBI is not going to change the outcome of an election again. 2016 Russia collusion. FBI. Steele dossier. FISA court. Warrants. Surveillance. Biggest scandal we've ever seen in our lives. Ever. This should be... This is a legal revolution to... uh, that must take down those in power who perpetrated this on the American people. In October 2020, one month before the election, an avenue of derogatory Hunter Biden reporting was ordered closed by Timothy Thibault, senior FBI agent at the Bureau's Washington field office, Senator Chuck Grassley, a Republican from Iowa, that's where I'm from, who field the whistleblower complaints, claimed in a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Thibault shut down the investigation despite evidence that some of the details were true. Allegations provided to my office appear to indicate that there was a scheme in place among certain FBI officials to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. It's disinformation. Disinformatia. Disinformatia is what uh, Joseph Stalin called it. And uh, he created an office of disinformation. And uh, they tried to do that here at the DHS, but uh, the American people screamed and yelled and, and said no. And so they just dropped it. Finally, I guess, yesterday. Doesn't mean they're going to stop trying to shut you down. They're just going to find a less official way to do it. Like, you know, putting the heavy on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden, he went and spoke at a Maryland rally yesterday. Somebody yelled at him, said you stole the election. He was uh, nearly incoherent. He uh, screamed and yelled and uh, talked about how, uh, you know, uh, they, he signed a, a trillion dollars in new government spending, $700 billion for the Green New Deal, and, and, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, weaponizing the IRS, doubling the size of the IRS, quadrupling, quadrupling the uh, budget for the, uh, for the EPA put an ad on uh, social media looking for agents for the FBI, you must be able to handle a weapon and be able to use lethal force. <laughs> wow. You know, here, let's listen to a little bit of Jobo yesterday talking to uh, a bunch of doofuses at a high school gymnasium. They couldn't fill one-third full yesterday in Maryland. Elect two more senators. We keep the House and Democrats. We're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get. If the Republicans really cared about reducing inflation, they would have voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. The very survival of our planet is on the ballot. But then our critics say inflation. You mean the global inflation caused by the worldwide pandemic and Putin's war in Ukraine? Wow, he even shared some disinformation right there. Isn't that funny? I think we should talk next about this uh, student loan thing. Here's another song from Jim Gossett. Just did it yesterday, actually. Awesome. When you go to school, it should be a rule. The debt is yours alone. But now, Sleepy Joe, 
He wants to go and cover all the student loans. Here we go. He waited to do it, and then he said, screw it, and threw the left of major bone. Got the bone. They say it's not enough, and they're gonna hang tough on the cover of the student loans. Gonna give you the bone. Student loan, the government allows you to delay it. Now they say you don't have to repay it. Loan. says you're off the hook with his cover. Left her into massive theft. The cover has been blown. No, it don't make sense to transfer this expense with the cover of a student loan. Student loan, ten grand is only the beginning. Loan. We are only in the second inning. <laughs> Don't forgive the whole damn thing with the cover of the student loan. Yep, 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 yep. I was talking to my son yesterday. Uh, he's a recent college graduate. Went to uh, Kansas University. Racked up a whole bunch of student loans. And um, we had a discussion about it. And um, I said, well, you know what? Uh, according to law, anyone uh, essentially over the age of 18 is an adult. Uh, you get 21, you've got state laws and you, the national laws keep you from drinking. You can vote at 18, all the other privileges associated with being a citizen, essentially, serving the military. So if you enter into a financial contract at 18 years old, you are as liable for it as I am as a 56-year-old man. Why does the government just want to raise student loans? I'll tell you what, my life would be a lot better if I didn't have to pay a mortgage or car payments. Well, the, uh, the answer is it's a giant screw job to you and me and a way to try to get votes. And it needs to be legally challenged, and it needs to be shut down. Shut down. It's ridiculous. 43 million people could benefit from it. Oh, by the way, most Latinos, Latinos, newscasters, they do that. They speak complete, perfect English. It's like, and we go to Rob Smith, live from Tijuana. 54% of, uh, of Latinos say that they have never had student loans. 33% they say they have already paid them off, compared to only 13% who said they will have student debt. They still have student debt. So Latinos are going, hey, dude, uh, we got the loans. We paid them off. We did it. We worked hard. We did it. Got it done. We didn't live in mom's basement. We got it done. So uh, here we go with Latinos again. You're, you're, they open up the border. Thinking that, you know, because brown people were coming across the border, Latinos would be down with it. I mean, it was a big backfire. It was a big backfire. Oh, this is pretty. I got, a, I got a, an, an email from Frank yesterday. Because Frank's going to have to pay about $2,000 of his own money to pay off somebody's student loan, according to Joe Biden. Frank says, best education I ever got doesn't exist in any classroom or college in America. No student debts. I make about 75000 a year. Bought my first home at 22, and I'm 60 years old now. Well, you're going to be paying for a bunch of people who took out uh, loans on worthless degrees. And like uh, so many cabals with the government the Democrat Party has, like with uh, big labor, labor unions, automakers, uh, public schools, universities, and, uh, and uh, 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 teacher unions, they all give between 95 and 99% of their donations to Democrats. It's a cabal. It's a payoff. It's a shakedown. It's a put-on. 
Oh, and, and Senator Raphael Warnack from Georgia. He says that uh, they're going to be pushing for even more giveaways for college-educated individuals left struggling with debt. So this is, I guess, going to be the first payment that could cost us up to $980 billion as you can't afford to uh, pay for groceries. Oh, I've got a new, uh, I've got a new story about where Americans are shopping because they're so broke. And as Joe Biden piles more debt on us and uh, we have to pay for student loans we didn't take out. That's coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. Student debt cancellation being tied to the pandemic and that being a national emergency. But the administration... This is Corinne Jean-Pierre being questioned about uh, what was the crisis that we needed to pay off these student loans just in time for the election. Okay. ...argued in court that the pandemic is over at the southern mm-hmm. border uh, to lift Title 42. It's no over that the government's going to stop buying vaccines in the fall and mm-hmm. shift to the private sector. So how is this a national emergency... Mm-hmm. Has COVID a national emergency when it comes to student debt? So it's a, it's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked it. We're trying to buy votes. Um, look, we use the HEROES Act uh, because there are going to be some, be some people, when we lift the pause, that's still going to suffer. They're still going to have a little bit of a hard time. You haven't had to pay your damn payment for about two years now. Get off it. The rest of us had to work. Uh, And so that's one of the reasons uh, that uh, 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 we made this this decision, Uh, because as we're lifting up the pause, yes, you know, some folks. Yeah, you're doing it after the election in January. Having not to pay for two years has been helpful to them uh, and we're able to save. Yeah, you know what? So now get off your arses and pay off your debt. But that's not what the government's going to do. They're going to screw you over. Oh, by the way, the latest headline this morning, I just saw this on Weasel Zippers which I love, by the way, weasel zippers. Uh, what's the headline? Hold on a second. Let me find it. Uh, Biden loan student uh, loan giveaway uh, to deadbeats could cost $6,000 per taxpayer or over $1 trillion. Here's another headline. You ready? Cash-strapped Americans flock to Dollar Generals in droves for bargains on essentials like eggs, milk, and bread. As Biden inflation continues to drain their wallets, earnings uh, released issued Thursday from two major dollar general or dollar store chains show increased earnings for the quarter ending in j- late July. Dollar Tree increased four point nine percent. Dollar General four point six. Cash strapped consumers looking for cheaper alternatives. Comes as major retailers Walmart and Target in recent weeks have noted consumers are pulling back on discretionary spending. This is the CEO of Dollar General. Uh, We're pleased with our second quarter results, and I want to thank our associates for delivering another quarter of strong performance during a period of inflation and economic uncertainty. Dollar General seems to be holding up better than its longtime overall sales rival, Dollar General. Dollar General, I'm talking about if they're doing better than another, Dollar Tree. And then listen to this. This is kind of interesting. This this is uh, you and me. We're the rabble, by the way. Nancy Pelosi uh, eats uh, $12 pine ice cream in a $24,000 refrigerator and is worth $300 million. She didn't make anything or build anything, but she uses inside information to make money. Dollar General typically sells products for $10 or less. Has cashed in on a surge for affordable food. 
And think of all these glorious things. Listen, at Dollar General, you can get a dozen eggs for about a buck thirty-five. Dollar ninety-one at Walmart, you're going to save yourself uh, seventy cents, which is a big deal to average Americans. They literally make the drive to save that much money on eggs because money is so incredibly short right now. Canned vegetables are cheaper at Dollar General. Offers fifteen-ounce cans of just eighty-five cents. When was the last time that Nancy Pelosi or AOC ate a can of green beans? heated up a can of green beans for two kids. Dollar General, a, a can of the same stuff will run you roughly $1.25, Walmart $1.32, but you'll go to Dollar General to save the money to feed your kids. Gallon a milk costs about two seventy nine at Dollar General, four fifty at Walmart. Dollar Tree offers quarts if you don't have enough money to pay the $1.25. Chicken breast, $1.75 a pound at Dollar Tree. Oh, they've got an option for $1.25, probably frozen, probably not that great. Dollar General trails at $2. Walmart, about five twenty-one a pound. Sandwich bread, uh, you can go to Walmart for uh, about two seventy-two, but Dollar General has white bread for $1.25. How's fighting for those crumbs doing for you? Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. That is our brand new intro, by the way. Did you did you think it's a little bit too? Not, was it not enough? Do I need to make it bigger? Okay, I mean, I, maybe I'm not saying exactly what America's feeling right now. No, I think I am. I think I really am. Actually, I'm, I, I think I know this because 75 percent of the state of country is going the wrong direction. The amazing thing is, um, and I told you this, um, the uh, the Democrat Party in the class of 1968, and uh, Barack Obama is part of that, by the way. He's the guy who said he wanted to fundamentally change America. But the thing is, um, America was already the greatest e- engine of individual and economic growth in the history of mankind. And the Marxists hated it, and the communists hated it, and the Leninists hated it. And so they hatched this uh, this Marxist movement on America's campuses, Back in the '60s, and they've sat around and they've they've uh, I like to say mentally masturbated about it in college faculties about how communism is really better than uh, what's going on in, my, in the United States, and it's easy to do that when you're a tenured professor making a lot of money more than everybody else, and you can just sit there and ruminate about it. And then and then they started restricting speech on uh, college campuses. Used to be a bastion of free speech, but then when conservatives started speaking, they uh, started shutting it down. I remember uh, 1989, I got out of college, and uh, I was living in Columbia, Missouri. First gig out of college is this little, little uh, school there called Stevens College. And it uh, used to be a, a college where women went to get their MRS degree. And, uh, you know, they were with Mizzou and all the guys in, uh, you know, Mizzou would go there and they'd get their degrees. And uh, with Stevens, they would uh, work on equestrian arts and stuff, and then they'd find a husband. That's the old school way of doing it. But I remember in about 1990, they decided to get rid of the word, uh, you know, change the spelling of the word women. And I was like, what the, what the? And they wanted to spell W-O-M-Y-N. And I was like, why the hell do they want to take, uh, why, why, why do they want to spell it? Because we don't want men associated with women. 
I was like, what? And then they started talking about, like, we're not going to call it a manhole cover anymore because that's sexist. It's a person hole cover. I'm not, I'm not kidding. And we laughed about it. It was like, oh, you got to, you can't be serious. And then, you know, speakers would come to campus and they get shut down or they'd not get invited at all. And then they called uh, everybody racist. And then they called everybody white supremacist. And then they chased people off campus. And, and then those people who were doing all that, their progeny started leaving campus in certain companies like Facebook. And they brought with them the same ideology. And now we're seeing the, the fruits of it. But you see, at the heart of all of their overthrow of America, which is what they want to do, and we're in the middle of a civil war. I told you this. I told this week ago. We're in the middle. They're firing on us. We haven't fired back. I mean, we're beginning to because they're starting to crumble. This FBI, this admittance by Mark Zuckerberg that the FBI said, hey, you know, this Hunter Biden laptop is misinformation. You probably want to probably shut down discussion about it. So he dutifully did so. Twitter just took it down. Any mention of Hunter Biden's laptop, take it down. That's what they did. But you see, when they started the revolution, they knew that the only way we could blow up the United States was for all of us to hate the United States. And the problem is, we didn't. And instead of going, oh, yeah, well, I agree with Colin Kaepernick because, you know, America's really racist. And he said, uh, people my age said, no, no, we're not. Because, see, when I grew up, it really was the first generation where, like, you know, years, a decade earlier, Captain Kirk had kissed O'Hara. And that was a big deal to boomers. I was like, I don't, so, you know. We had black friends. We had uh, Hispanic friends. When I was growing up, we our, our doctor in Neola, Iowa, Lily White, Neola, Iowa, was Doctor Rosa. He was uh, from uh, Mexico. And nobody thought about Doctor Rosa. We never said, "Oh man, he's a he's one of them uh, one of them brown people coming down south there." No, he said, "No, Doctor Rosa's cool, man. Let's do it. Let's leave. he's our doctor." And I went to Doctor Rosa's office. No big deal. Watched Sesame Street. You know, uh, multicultural counts. Never said, "Oh, that's a black kid. I can't like that." Never said that. Never said that. And uh, all of a sudden, this this new generation came out and said, okay, we're going to throw a temper tantrum. We are going to make ourselves into victims because we don't have a civil rights movement. We didn't have a war, really. So we're going to say that America sucks and it's racist, even though we haven't gone through it. And we're going to try to convince you all that it is. And like I said, we saw Colin Kaepernick kneel during the National Anthem and go, instead of going, yeah, you know, he's right. We said, uh, no, bullcrap. Uh, no, no. Because, you know, uh, Whitney Houston sang it like, 20 years ago and it was really awesome and we loved it and we cried and she cried and she was proud and uh, and uh, soldiers men and women patriots black white hispanic indian served in wars fought and died for the glory of the united states and people still want to come here in mass can't be because america sucks and they tried and they failed they failed they failed they failed 75, depending on who you uh, believe, 75 to 85% of Americans think the country's going on the wrong direction. That's one of the reasons. That's the main reason. And that's why America's not going to fail. We're going to win. We are going to beat the snot out of these uh, Marxists, and we're going to drive them into the ocean. Oh, by the way, I uh, just want to mention the, um, uh, uh, the Biden administration officially terminated its disinformatia government it's bored 
Secretary of uh, Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, who has facilitated the uh, illegal immigration of up to 5 million people across our border since uh, Joe Biden became the president. Basically been B-slapping all of us. Officially uh, terminated this uh, this disinformation governance board. The, the the department welcomes the recommendations of the Homeland Security Council, which has concluded that countering disinformation that threatens the f- homeland or the fatherland, as they like to call it. Oh, sorry, I slipped there. Providing the public with accurate information and responses critical to fulfilling the department's missions. The FBI just used the term disinformation to shut Twitter down and Facebook down a couple of weeks before the 2020 election with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop that has been verified. And the FBI also touted the Russian disinformation lie. It is a lie. And they were involved in it, and they tried to throw the 2016 election. So they went ahead and tried to throw the 2020 election, and people need to go to jail. (laughs) People need to go to jail. I mean, bigger than life. And now a federal lawsuit filed against the Biden administration is alleging public-private collusion that violated the First Amendment of American citizens during the coronavirus pandemic. Sheds new light on how deeply big tech coordinated with the Biden administration to censor public dissent about, dissent about official pandemic policies. What? No, this time they couldn't be lying. The other times they were. But this time they can't. They're not. The lawsuit brought by Attorneys General of Missouri and Louisiana, Eric Schmidt, will be on soon. Um, uh, who won the Republican nomination to contest Missouri's upcoming Senate race with Jeff Landry. The lawsuit joined by scientists and doctors who signed the Great Burlington Declaration, which recommended targeted protection for the most vulnerable during coronavirus as opposed to society-wide lockdowns and mandates, which have been proven to have ruined everything. And the CD is, CDC two weeks ago said, oh, yeah, we really messed up our response, and they wanted to brush that under the rug. You know what's going to happen? People are going to go to jail. Anthony Fauci's going to go to jail. Of course, he's like 82, so a life sentence is like three years. You know, who knows? Who knows? Recently diagnosed, uh, 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 di- disclosed, I should diagnose, uh, disclosed uh, exchange between uh, defendant Carol Crawford, the CDC's chief of digital media, revealed a back channel with Twitter and other companies to censor unapproved opinions on social media. The tricky part may be due to the fact that during the week of March 27, 2021, then-CEO Jack Dorsey of Twitter was testifying on such censorship before Congress and insisting we don't have a censoring department. But they did about Hunter Biden's laptop. They shut down. Talk about that story. (laughs) This is beautiful. This is so perfect. Now appears that the CDC was actively feeding disapproved viewpoints to these companies, including a list of tweets that the CDC regarded as misinformation. In one email, Twitter senior manager for public safety, Todd O'Boyle, asked Crawford to help identify tweets to be censored and emphasize the company was Looking forward to setting up regular chats, and Jen Psaki said that they had been actually editing posts on Facebook earlier this year. The collusion also extended to other big tech giants, with Facebook being similarly eager to assist the Biden administration in its new role as censor by proxy. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know, they're saying that uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump's vaccine, uh, it's Donald Trump's vaccine. It's all Donald Trump's fault. Now that we're finding out that the vaccine didn't work. Well, it appears that uh, uh, Nate Silver 
He's claiming that liberal public health elites pressured Pfizer to delay fast-tracking approval of its COVID-19 vaccine until after the 2020 presidential election, thus defying then-President Donald Trump a political win before voters headed to the polls. Six days after the election, Pfizer announced that its COVID vaccine was 90% effective. (laughs) Wow, wow. And Democrats, when the election was happening and Donald Trump put a, a Operation Warp Speed in, uh, engaged it, said, find us a vaccine. They did it in good faith. Pfizer came forward after the election dutifully and said it's 90 percent effective. And all of a sudden, Joe Biden decided that everybody had to take it. And COVID dictators across the country decided that everybody had to take it. And Pfizer got big, fat and rich. And so did Moderna, and so did others. Filthy, filthy, rich. And by the way, Pfizer had about 180 lobbyists on Capitol Hill before COVID started. There's a pipeline. There's a pipeline between Big Pharma and the federal government. I have some audio I found of me two years ago in March when everybody was afraid to leave their house because everybody was going to die of COVID. I'm going to share that audio, and then I'm going to share some audio from a guy who has been banned completely from social media. He's been deplatformed. His name's Andrew Tate. He's a self-made man. He's an MMA boxer, and he he is a, a strong man who promotes strong men values to young men, and he also has some of the same take on COVID that I did. I think you're going to be shocked when you realize, you, you know you've been played, but the extent you've been played is breathtaking by all of the parties involved saying that what we thought was disinformation. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Things are going to get hot and heavy even, even more than right now. Coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's a little fight for power. <laughs> a public enemy. I think it makes a lot of sense. Hey, we got Barbara from Baltimore on the phone. Hello there, Barbara. What's going on, my dear? Hey, Rob, and thanks for taking my call. This show is rocking. It's been rocking all week, and I just love your new We're Not Gonna Take theme song coming on. Because I tell you what, I'm about sick of this. I'm about yeah, sick too. of these people and everything that they're doing, and we're not going to take it. We're not taking this laying down, and we're not giving up. I thank you for all of your encouragement and reminding us that we're not going to go softly into the good night. Boom. 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 I just want to say this about Joe Biden coming to Montgomery County. Oh, yes. This reminds me (laughs) what that speech, that BS he was spilling as if he's not the problem, as if he is not the reason why all of this is going on, all of the suffering that we're feeling. It's just like when Bob Ehrlich ran against O'Malley and O'Malley won. O'Malley flipped the script on Bob 
just flipped the script as if Bobby was in office. O'Malley had been in office for four years, just took taking this state down the tube. Yep. And there was no pushback, no fight back. But, yep. You know, that's what I love about Ron DeSantis. You know, with a, a speech like that made by anybody the very next day, yep. he'd be right out. And so would uh, uh, Greg Abbott. I love what Greg Abbott is doing right now. He's yep. sending, those, sending those people in New York, sending them, to, send them wherever he wants to send them. Just send yep. them. Yep. I love what he's doing because it's fighting back. And that is why if Maryland politicians don't get with the program, these conservatives need to just uh, – that Maryland GOP, you know, I don't like to dish anybody. But I tell you what, when you start having uh, – um, what's his name? Hogan's people coming to speak for you in this election cycle, there's something wrong with what's going on here. So I, I, I'm just so disappointed. I'm like, what? Lloyd Rutherford, where's he been for the last eight years while this state's been going down the tubes? Now he's out making speeches for some of these candidates that are running uh, for election in November 3rd. I'm so glad I haven't given a dime to any of them. And I'm not now, going to. Barbara, let me ask you this. We got Dan Cox. He's running for governor, and uh, he's the, uh, he's the uh, Republican. And I got to nice tell you. He is a nice guy, but he got to, he's got to put some fire in his belly. Are, are you getting that from his campaign? Is he expressing the urgency that is needed right now and the outrage that uh, people are feeling and the fact that 75% of us feel like the country's going in the wrong direction, which says to me that you ought to maybe consider the Republican Party and Dan Cox. Uh, is he getting it done, or does he need a little kick in the pants? He needs to get motivated. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Let me just say this. I'm going to give him full credit because when I've gone to, and heard him speak, it's good. but you know when you're preaching to the choir at at these uh, meetings, these uh, the Republican clubs and all of that, oh, that's good because you're preaching to the choir. I don't know why, I, and I've asked some of the people that's, that's running this team, get a bus, man. It's time to hit the street corners. You yep. know, I, I'm still motivated by Scott Brown and what he did uh, in Massachusetts from the back of a pickup truck. People yep. need to see the candidate. They want to hear what you got to say. And I'm yep. talking about getting to these flea markets, getting to these uh, fairs, every fair. Just to get a bus. Do what Glenn Young did. It's not like reinventing the wheel here. Yep. And, and I got to tell you also, and I got to tell you also, Republican uh, candidates cannot be afraid of the inner city. No, they can't. They got to. I mean, well, I mean. There is a chance in Baltimore you'll get shot, but maybe with security you'll be okay. But no, you got to read because people in inner cities like Baltimore, people of color, uh, do not like the way things are going, and they want the police back. And by God, he ought to be down there saying, "What has the Democrat Party done for you for fifty years?" Chances are, you know, a young man who was murdered may be your son. Absolutely, a bus going to every corner of this little state would make such a difference. I just want to see him fire up the base. I, I'm not, because there's so many establishment people here. They're still standing with, uh, with Hogan. I mean, you know. Screw Hogan. I don't even give a rat's behind about, about Larry you, Hogan. And, and, and He's a tool. And that's how I need to feel about that. And the people who are still standing with him, they need to be dropped by the wayside. Yeah, you know I what You know what Larry Hogan is? Larry Hogan is the Mitt Romney of Maryland. Mer Larry Hogan is the Liz Cheney of Maryland. Well, he's even worse. He's worse because he's got a big ego. But I tell you, I've never been one to advocate for independence. But I'm telling you, the real conservatives who really feel that they've got a chance, I think that they should get out there and go for it. 
It doesn't matter. If the if the Democrats win, I'd rather have Democrats in and you know where they're standing than to have rhinos and you wonder what they're going to do. I, I'm just starting to feel like that. Well, you know what he needs to say? Did you hear about what uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's doing? After everybody said that nobody wants this vaccine for their kids and how they all these vaccine in, 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 injuries, she is insisting that kids, include mostly 40% of black students without the vaccine, will get no schooling at all until they get the vaccine. They will That's not crazy. have a virtual. How, what the hell is the Democrat Party? They've already ruined black lives for 50 years. Now she's going to crush black children whose parents say no to a vaccine they don't need. There should be a lawsuit going on about that right now. There should also be multiple lawsuits about this student loan. These governors in the state, they need to sue about the student loans, and, and D.C. mayor should be sued. And that's yep. maybe Judicial Watch is going to do it. Somebody needs to do it. Because All right, I'll talk to happen. I know, Barbara, we got to run. I'll get to Tom hey, Fitton on that. My call. Have a great weekend. Hey, God bless you. I appreciate your phone call, Barbara. All right, on the way, I'm going to share that audio I was telling you about from my show. And uh, some other shows about COVID and how it was all made up to make a whole bunch of politicians and big pharma people real rich while ruining your life. Stick around. You're definitely going to want to uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast, the Rob Carson Show podcast. Uh, today's show, I think, will be something you want to keep uh, because um, it uh, really exposes just the word disinformation and how it's been used and how it was a Soviet-style, Soviet-era term adopted by presumably... Somebody who was a president whose name rhymes with Obama. Disinformation. They, they literally use the Soviet Union playbook saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. The FBI did, and they told, they, they told Twitter, and they sold, told Facebook, they told Mark Zuckerberg, and Mark Zuckerberg limited reach of anybody trying to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, and then Twitter just took it all down. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And then uh, anything you said about the, uh, uh, the COVID response or lockdowns or uh, COVID passports yep. or restaurants being shut down or not being able to go to the gym, that was labeled disinformation. Remember that? You got shut down. And, and remember, uh, talk about the 2020 election. That was disinformation. Couldn't talk about that. Remember all that? All that stuff you couldn't talk about, even though you're guaranteed by the First Amendment to be able to have an opinion. Remember that? Google... YouTube changing the rules. They're no longer going to ban statements on masking and vaccine efficacy. Did you know that? Yeah. They, they, they started uh, removing the rule barring claims that the vaccines do not re uh, reduce the risk of contracting COVID. You know why? Because the CDC is, it came out last week, and, and Rochelle Walensky was very conciliatory out of nowhere. Just, oh, you know, we, we, we could have done better. And, you know, we, and, you know, and, then, and then Anthony Fauci announced he's, he's going to retire. He's going to leave, and you know what that says to me? It means the bleep is going to hit the uh, fan, and it's all coming down real fast. And people are going to go to jail for this, for this nonsense. Now, I'm going to share some audio of me from two years ago in March when everybody was screaming, you're going to die if you go out. 
When everybody is screaming, you can't, you got to maintain social distance. When everybody is screaming, you cannot travel, you have to stay in your home. 15 days to stop the spread. Every night when I worked at the car dealership that I worked at, where I had to go to work without a mask, without a shield, and interact with people for at least six months before they made the mask mandate and all that crap. And I never got COVID. And nobody in my dealership did. One guy. One guy got COVID. And he was fine. So in the height of all this, when everybody was freaking out, and I mentioned this piece that I, uh, that I downloaded from May or March of uh, 2020 by an MIT professor that said, and I agreed, that this would turn out to be the biggest scam perpetrated on humanity in our history. Here's me two years ago. There's a piece by an MIT professor that I read and shared, actually, Shiva Ayandura. He warned on Twitter that the crisis is being uh, manipulated. This will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push na- mandated medicine ever. He said that on March the 9th. And he was right. Stanford professor just produced a piece. His name is uh, uh, P.A. Loanitis. He suggests that because um, the response to the coronavirus is a fiasco in the making, because we are making seismic decisions based on utterly unreliable data, uh, the data we do have indicates that we are likely severely overreacting. Oh, really, really. This is a little bit more for me on March the 11th of 2020. This pandemic started in a city called Wuhan. Now, you know, I sound pretty good there, but I've only gotten better. Oh, this is me now, by the way. I'm going back to me recorded. Here you go. In China, where there are several laboratories that work with viruses, presumably because it's the Chinese government, to weaponize them. Now, about that time, the media went bananas. And they were told, presumably by the, uh, I don't know, uh, Biden campaign and maybe some sycophantic uh, Democrats in Congress, you can't say that. That's disinformation. You can't talk about China like that, even though the most likely answer is, yeah, freaking China. Here's a little bit more of me. This is from uh, March 20th of 2020. How I am refusing to give in to the panic. I have to go to work every day. We're going to talk to you about the latest state to close its borders. But to put things in perspective, and I've been sharing this with some of my friends in talk radio nationally, how I am... And all, they, all of them were afraid to say anything. And the reason being is because, you know, I, I wasn't on the radar. I was selling cars doing a podcast. Refusing to give in to the panic. I have to go to work every day. This is an interesting new study. About 3,500 people have died in Italy. It ran over Italy. And it's tragic and sad and horrible. of the patients killed by the coronavirus in Italy had existing conditions. This is is March 20 of 2020. According to a new study, okay? This is research into 355 of these deaths. Only 0.8% had no other illnesses. In Italy, 48.5% of the people who have died uh, had three plus other illnesses. This could be hypertension, this could be heart disease, could be lung disease, mm, a variety yeah. of different things. Yeah. Uh, repressed immunity, 25% had two or other illnesses, 25% had one other illness, only 0.8% had another illness. Now, again, this doesn't take away, this does not take away from the tragedy of, of death. I get it. But are we really freaking out too much about this? Yeah. This is a little bit more from uh, March 20th of 2020 on my show. United States alone this year. All right. There are a lot of people who have been impacted by the flu. Why hasn't that been a part of the, the conversation? Because it happens every year. All right. 
this virus, the fatality rate is about the same, maybe a little bit higher than flu. I'm trying to figure out why the mania. Why, when I go to the grocery store up the street, I can't get toilet paper. I went to Walmart the other morning at 6.30 in the morning because I can't sleep because I have no life. It was packed. I couldn't get hand wipes. I couldn't get hand sanitizer. The, the store shelves were stripped. It's unbelievable, and it's unnecessary. This is uh, March 22nd, by the way, and uh, China's reaction to the Wuhan uh, Red Death, as my friend Chris Plant likes to call it. And because 197,000 people in a world of 6.5 billion people have come down a virus, 7,900 have died. The original place where it started, Hubei, China, they're already going back to work. Something's not right here. That's kind of interesting, ain't it? Kind of weird. Kind of weird that way. That somebody doing a podcast while selling cars could be so far ahead of everything. And the reason being is um, I do a lot of research. I have a lot of life experience. And I have a lot of common sense. Yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine. And um, this person uh, uh, knows a major polling firm in the country. Big, big name. And uh, they all know of the Rob Carson show. And, and right now we're, we're on 30 affiliates. We've only been on the air for 10 months. And we're growing. And uh, this, this person who works for this major polling organization said that there are more people than you can ever imagine listening to the Rob Carson show. He talks to PACs, conservative PACs, women's groups, where everybody listens to the show. I talked to somebody in Alaska a couple weeks ago. She said, oh, my God, we've got such a big fan base up here, Rob. Such a big fan. you got to get an affiliate up here. I said, we're working on it. But you see right now, they, a lot of the radio stations around the country, they are in contracts with people from the noon to three time slot owned by Rush Limbaugh, talent on loan from God. And so we're, we're trying to, you know, say, hey, 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 look what we did in Baltimore. Hey, 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 look what we're doing in, you know, uh, in uh, Vegas. Look what we're doing here ever. But all the while, it looks like millions are listening to the show. Maybe not on a, on a signal in a market because they live in New York. They, we were not an affiliate there. But by the way, we're on in KVI in Seattle on the weekends. They're dipping their toe into the show. But there are a lot of people listening to the show. And one of the reasons being is... I haven't been told to shut up. I have not been afraid to talk about how I thought COVID was nonsense. And I've always said it's been very serious. My mother had it. She didn't even know. She was 90 years old. She had it. She didn't even know. And I noticed there were no body pits behind Walmart, even though they left Walmart open. There were no, my daughter, 2,600 people work at her school, go to school there at her high school. Nobody died. No big celebrities died. No big politicians died exclusively of COVID. What the hell? Andrew Tate was on uh, Tucker last night. He's a guy who's been banned uh, from everything, deplatformed. I don't know this guy from Adam. He's an MMA fighter. He's very wealthy. He's an influencer. And he talks about being strong men and how uh, boys, uh, you need to be strong men. And men are just being crushed by society. Even though we go out, we suffer the slings and arrow, we fight, we die, we work, we work in high uh, you know, buildings, we, we put up drywall, we roof things, we drive road graders, we drive, and, and we're being attacked as uh, you know, toxic masculinity. 
masculine and all that. And he was just suddenly deplatformed by everybody. So Tucker had him on last night, and, and he's kind of like me. He's a common sense guy. And, uh, and he started talking. He's a very wealthy man, by the way. He started talking about, uh, about COVID about the same time I started talking about COVID. And I started saying, you know, there's something not right here. We're being played. Nobody's dying on the street. Uh, it, it's just crazy. So here's this. Yeah, so the story was very simple. I was flying inside of Europe. There's a lot of low-cost air Care, uh, air carriers is only low cost primarily. There's not much first class, business class, anything like that. And my experience was plagued by endless paperwork, wearing a mask, put the mask over your nose. Yeah. Every time you eat, you have to put the mask on in between. Always been a pile of crap. Uh, I got told off for not having the mask up high enough. I got told off for drinking too long because my mask wasn't on. <laughs> Pure panic and chaos. And because I'm fortunate enough to be fiscally secure, from there I decided I'll just buy private jets from now on. And when I bought a private jet, what happened? There was no masks, no paperwork, no mask at the airport. When I landed, my air stewardess was not wearing a what? mask. My pilot was not wearing a mask. COVID didn't exist once I bought a private jet. Yeah, you know, and, and Nancy Pelosi, her state, they shut down all the nail salons and all the restaurants. And she went as an 81-year-old woman to get her hair done without a mask on. And the governor of the state of California went to a restaurant, the most expensive restaurant, one of the most in the country, and he had a party of like 20 people. They spent like $30,000 on wine. I mean, and they didn't wear a mask in the height of a pandemic. And Anthony Fauci said, you got to wear a mask. And he went and he threw out the first pitch in a Nationals game where everybody had to sit in, this, in empty stands. There were no people in the, in the stands. For the whole damn season. And he sat there with a mask off. No mask. He should have been wearing a biohazard suit. Like in the movie Outbreak. Here's Andrew Tate talking about uh, what this is all about. And who was immune and who wasn't. And a lot of the rules are only the rules for a certain class of people. Oh. And once you pass a certain wealth index or a certain level of money, you can do basically whatever you want. Mm. And, and COVID really highlighted that to me. And it's truly sad. I mean... It's easy for me to make a joke of it, but when I would fly on a private jet and do whatever I wanted or go to Sweden and party in nightclubs and do whatever I wanted, yeah, yeah. and then I'd come to, let's say, England and see my friend who couldn't go see his dying grandmother because of a COVID restriction, that's that's, that's the most sickening. Truly sad. That's truly criminal. I don't. I, it's really crazy what's happened and how the world's just moved on and the cognitive dissonance that people don't have enough respect for themselves and for the truth to analyze how they were so easily fooled. It, it's really sad to even think about, but maybe that was the beginning of me being disliked by just pointing out my human experiences during the, the pandemic. One more soundbite before we take the break. This is the difference between states, uh, and I'm talking about nation states, with regard to COVID. At the time of COVID first being announced, my brother and I decided to, we sat and had a very logical conversation, and we sat and said, we're two young fighting age males. If COVID can kill us, then the world is over. Yep. It's zombie apocalypse time. Yep. So there's no point hiding. We may as well go out with a bang. Woo! So my brother and I flew to Stockholm, Sweden. Now, I don't know if many people know this, but Sweden never closed down. Huh. Stockholm and Sweden at never closed down. Like Florida. Never made you wear masks. Never mandated the vaccine. At the very beginning of COVID, when the rules were strictest, when Florida was still closed, when Miami was still closed, mm. when the Republican states were still closed, Stockholm, Sweden was wide open with full nightclubs and a party scene like you've never seen. And we lived in Sweden for three solid months with zero restrictions, 
zero worry or interest in COVID. It was like the world was completely normal. Wow. And from there, when we left, obviously COVID was still going on. And in a neighboring country, you go to Germany, and they were having full panic attacks, genuine panic attacks if you didn't have a mask on. And it was just very obvious to me. I was like, I've spent the last three months ignoring this, and I'm fine. And now I'm in Germany, surrounded by panic attacks and endless mass. This this doesn't make sense. Yep. I got a little bit more on this. We're going to do that in just a second. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. first year in office summed up in three words welcome back carter that's not right it's not fair to us and honestly it's not fair to the world it's the rob carson show so in march of 2020 you just heard me talking about uh, march of 2020 i had to go to work at the car dealership and i uh, i exposed myself to covid i never i met hundreds of people shook hundreds of hands hugged people the whole deal never got covid went to new york city last december got covid and it wasn't pleasant, don't get me wrong. I didn't have any comorbidities, so I was cool. But this is me. I decided to uh, to taunt. And, and listen, I got banned on uh, uh, taken down on uh, YouTube. Um, I, I lost friends over this video because I decided to, in the height of the pandemic, when cities were telling you, you can't go to barbecues, you can't have people over to your house, you can't take your dog for a walk, I decided to drive around and just point at people and say, oh, yeah, you're dead. Oh, yeah, you're dead. I didn't tell them to their face, but here it is. If you're in a high-risk group, stay home. My mom, she's at home. Right. Oh, let's turn it around here. Let's, let's turn it around. Let's we'll see through. some people who are out there actually living their lives today. Here's a guy. He's a he's a he's a lawn mowing dude. He's dead because he's, he's out in public. He shouldn't be. Yeah, dead. There's some people walking. Dead dead people walking in the neighborhood because you know you're not supposed to be out. Oh my God! There's somebody with a jogging stroller. This is nuts. Go home. Save yourself. Get toilet paper. Here's a uh, presumably a mom and her daughter jogging again. What kind of example are you serving for your children to actually get them outside and exercise? What the hell are you thinking? And now we see our children in our mental and physical crisis. Let's go to John in Perry Hall, Maryland. Hello there, John. You're the last caller of the day. you got about 60 seconds. Go. Hey, Rob. Great show this week. You really Thank hit you. it out of the park. Thank you. When, uh, when you played that DeSantis video of him fighting back, it was so awesome, like his commercial. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I called is, this disinformation term. So the FBI tells uh, Zuckerbucks that the laptop from hell information is disinformation. Yeah. I wish Zuckerman would have just said, the people can decide for themselves. It, it's just a story, whether you believe it or not. We have that right. That's our right. Who the hell are they to tell us what's real and what's fake? John, you look, what the, look what the FBI is doing to Donald Trump. You think you think that uh, Facebook wanted to be on the receiving end of that? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right, listen, John. I got to run. I got to run. Thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. One thing before I go. Yesterday, I went back to my car dealership that I worked at a year and a half ago, and I'm sharing this with you because it is such a blessing to me. It's Hendrick Toyota in Miriam, Kansas, and I went back and I saw my dear friends there. I don't miss the cars, but I miss them, Dave and Sam and Mike and Cheeto and all you guys. And I saw my friends, and there were people there who wanted me to have their picture taken with them because now I'm a national 
TV and radio personality. And one of the guys, like 24 years old, sales manager, one of these sales guys was gone for the day. His wife has COVID. And he said, can you just take a picture? I said, hell, let's call him. So he got him on the phone, and I was on the phone. And he's a big fan of mine. And he started working there after I left. He couldn't believe I actually worked there at one point. And I said, hey, why are you off work today? You should be selling cars in here like I used to. And he was gobsmacked. Couldn't believe that he was talking to me. I've been doing radio for 34 years now out of college. That reaction is a godsend. Being able to do this for a living is a godsend. And if you're not in the place you need to be right now, you will be. Just keep fighting and never give up. Thank you, Hendrick. Thank you to my dear friends. Back to wrap things up in a second. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Make sure to check out my TV show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax, tomorrow night at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, Sunday at 2 o'clock Eastern. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com for details. God bless you guys. Stay strong. We're winning. We're winning, and we're going to win. America is strong. We love America. God bless you. Don't catch the stupid, and I'll see you Monday.